Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu From the podcast team at Qalam We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan This month you can expect daily uploads That will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas All from our new campus Alhamdulillah If you benefit from this content Please give generously at supportqalam.com 100% of your donations today Go towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge To people around the world جزاكم الله خير الحمد لله الحمد لله علي ذات عظيم الصفات سمي سماتك بالشأن جليل القدر رفيع الذكر مطاع الأمن جليل البرهان فخيم الاسم غزير علمي وسير حلمي كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سليل الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوت بشرح الصدي ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوام لا كل حسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ودعوه فإنه مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف الرحيم الله سبحانه وتعالى in the Quran introduces to us the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and Allah سبحانه وتعالى says in regards to who the Prophet ﷺ is and what role he plays and what he means to us that indeed there came to you a messenger who was from amongst you. Azizun anittum. Your difficulties are weighty and heavy upon him. He feels your pain. Harisun alaykum. He is fully vested into your well-being. He is concerned about what is good for you. And once you have accepted Iman, once you have entered the fold, once you have joined the community, then He does not overlook you, then He does not forget you, then He does not take you for granted. But rather, He is extremely merciful and compassionate with you continuously. I start off with this particular point because that's who the Prophet ﷺ is. And there's never been any doubt about that. That's what the Prophet ﷺ was, and that's who the Prophet ﷺ is from the very beginning of prophethood, and even prior to receiving revelation. But then there came a moment in time, 13 years after the moment the Prophet ﷺ received the words of Iqra, the first revelation, the beginning of his mission. 13 years later, there came that time in that moment where the Prophet ﷺ arrived in the city that we would come to know as Al-Madinatul Munawwara, the city of the Prophet ﷺ. 
And at that point in time, there was a change, there was a shift. It was time for this mission and this cause to take its next step, for it to evolve, if you will. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now said, إِنَّ هَذِهِ أُمَّتُكُمْ أُمَّةً wahida." That this ummah of yours is one singular unified ummah in the image, in the form, in the shape, in the mold of the Messenger And that day when the Prophet arrived in the city of Al-Madinat Al-Munawwara, the Prophet addressed this new community. And that seminal address, that very important occasion, the Prophet as always, Jawami'ul Kalim, he chose his words very carefully, very cautiously, and very powerfully. And those words are preserved and transmitted to us authentically. The hadith of Bukhari mentions, narrated by Abdullah bin Salam radiallahu anhu, that the Prophet said the following words. He said, Ya ayyuhan nas, O humanity, O people, because on that day there were believers, but there were also people who had not yet entered into the fold of Islam. Everyone was there. And he addressed all of them and he said, Ya ayyuhan nas. And he said, Afshus salam. Spread peace. And this has two different layers of meaning. It has many layers, but two layers of meaning that I'll comment on here. Number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was alluding to what Allah has also addressed to us in the Qur'an. And the Prophet sallallahu taught us as well, that number one is greet one another. And it's, it's, it sounds very simple and straightforward that he's just telling us to say salam to each other. But it means so much more when we actually think about it because it has no qualifiers. In fact, quite the contrary, the Prophet ﷺ said, Salim ala man arafta wa man lam ta'rif. Say salam to the person you already know, you are familiar with, and also say salam to the person that you are not familiar with. So much so, the Prophet ﷺ tells us that one of the signs of the coming of the end of times, when corruption will become widespread, and people will lose their way, is that they will say salam to those whom they know they are familiar with, they feel some kind of kinship to, and they will ignore and not give salam to the people that they do not have something already in common with. Short-sightedly not understanding, they have the greatest thing in common. And so first and foremost, the Prophet said that amongst the believers,
That's why it's not a cliche when the Sahaba say that we all felt that we were the closest person to the that that's, that's the spirit of community the Prophet ﷺ addressed on the very first day. And secondly, when the Prophet ﷺ says, Ya Ayyuhannas Afshu Salam, spread peace, that there needs to be a sense of safety and security that is established in the community. And this pushes now outward from here. That each and every single member, participant, Every single attendee, every single person that is here has a responsibility to establish this peace and safety and security and has to be an agent of carrying that to the rest of the society around them. So this place, this masjid, this center, this house of worship needs to become an asset to the community where it is, not a detriment to it. That there should never be the sentiment that this, is, this place is a headache. This place is troublesome. That this place is cumbersome. It causes distress to its neighbors and the people around it. But it needs to become, become an asset to the community. The second thing the Prophet ﷺ talked about was Which again, a lot of times we translate it and which is part of its meaning is feeding the hungry. Making sure nobody sleeps hungry. Everyone is fed, everyone is taken care of. And of course that's very important and that's something we need to constantly remember to do. Shama'il, the description of the personality and the character of the Prophet that the Sahaba say we never, we cannot recall a single occasion. Anas ibn Malik says, 10 years, I never saw the Prophet eat by himself. He never ate by himself. He was always sharing his food with someone, with anyone, with everyone. And so breaking down those social barriers even outside of the masjid, where now I'm inviting this brother to my home and I'm, in, I'm going to that brother's home. Or we're bringing food together and sitting down here and breaking bread together. Where we really truly start to become friends and family. And that's the second step the Prophet ﷺ had about realizing this ideal community. The third thing the Prophet ﷺ talked about was Silul Arham.
Strengthen your family relations. Because at the end of the day, the community is a collection of families. So we have to strengthen those family connections and relationships. And we have to create an environment that actually does strengthen and helps to strengthen those family relationships and communities. And here I'll say something a little more specifically about here, about what we are doing, about what we plan to do. And that is that if you're looking for some very, you know, austere, some very quiet, this completely sterilized environment for you to go and worship, uh, everyone is welcome here, but you might not be fully satisfied here. And I'll be upfront with you about that. Because we look forward to families being here together. Because that's an important part of strengthening that family unit, is everybody being able to come to the house of Allah together. Everyone being able to worship together. Everyone being able to hear the speech and the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together. Everyone growing together spiritually. That's what was on display last night, and that's what is going to be present here. And again, I don't mean this to be anything confrontational, but it's just being very transparent and clear about what our philosophy is here. And that we fully are committed to that philosophy. And that's our plan. And lastly, Allah, the Prophet reminded us, And then pray at night while people are asleep that continuing to grow spiritually. That this community, this masjid, this center, it needs to also provide the spiritual inspiration, the enrichment of the soul, the guidance of the heart, that will strengthen people in their relationship with Allah, so that then it will start to transcend and grow outside of the masjid and it will make its way into their homes where they are worshiping Allah even in their homes at night time where this is them and their creator. Where the beautiful hadith of Tirmidhi where the Prophet ﷺ says that when people worship within their homes at night, those homes shine unto the angels. The angels see those homes glowing and shining at night. Just like at nighttime when we stand outside and we look up at the stars and we can spot the stars in the dark night. Similarly, the angels are able to spot those homes where Allah is being remembered late at night. And this was the vision of the Prophet ﷺ and he said, what is the outcome of this? That all of you will enter into paradise safe and sound. And so, as today is the first opportunity that we had to offer Salat al-Jumu'ah here. I wanted to share a little bit of this message and this thought um, so that we can inshallah start off on the right foot and this is something that we will continue to emphasize and reiterate inshallah bi'idhillah. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Azim wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikri al-Hakim astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'iri al-Muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-Ghafuru rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wal'aqibatu lil-mutaqeen Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidil mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yumiddini wa ba'd So when talking about the foundations of a community and the prophetic model of community it's also very interesting to note that one of the major steps 
of the evolution of that community of Medina, the community of the Prophet ﷺ, the community of the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, Ridwanullahi ta'ala alayhim ajma'een, occurred in the second year of their residence there, the second year of Hijrah. Because in the second year of Hijrah, the second year of their residence in Medina, Ramadan was instituted. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an was revealed in that second year. And so the practice of Ramadan, the exercise of Ramadan, the experience of Ramadan, the enlightenment of Ramadan, the illumination of Ramadan, was very critical and crucial to helping galvanize that community and allowing that community to grow and be able to take on the challenges that would come that came in that very same Ramadan with the Battle of Badr. And so with the month of Ramadan approaching, Insha'Allah, we're going to be starting Salat al-Taraweeh tonight with the announcement of the sighting of the moon globally. So, Insha'Allah, with the month of Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ in a very beautiful narration, he says, That this very great, auspicious month and very blessed and noble month has arrived at your doorstep. And the Prophet ﷺ told us that this is the month in which rewards are multiplied. The gates of heaven are opened. The gates of hell are locked up and closed. The shayateen, the troublemakers, they are chained up and restricted and limited. So as we go into this month of Ramadan, let's really avail the opportunity. A lot of times we get in our own heads about, oh, you know, it's just the Ramadan hype or it's you know, just the early rush, the early buzz of Ramadan starting. But that's not a bad thing. We need to learn to capitalize on that. Be excited, be happy, and make the most of the opportunity. Be motivated and utilize every single ounce of energy and every single little bit of enthusiasm that you have, channel it and utilize it. And don't, you know, don't, don't get in your own way. Don't confuse yourself. Don't try to second guess and doubt yourself. Oh, I never go otherwise, or I'm going right now. Or, I feel like going for Fajr, but what if I'm not able to go every... Don't worry about that. One step at a time, one thing at a time. And that's why, yes, the Prophet said, al al it is the most consistent, but he also said, in qalla, no matter how small it is. And so first start off by doing whatever it is that you find yourself capable of doing, and then ask Allah for the ability for consistency, and Allah will grant it to you. So I just wanted to encourage myself and everybody else that as we're approaching the month of Ramadan, today at Maghrib time when we enter into the month of Ramadan, inshaAllah, that enter in with a lot of enthusiasm and energy, with a lot of hope, and try to make the most of the opportunity. And inshallah, every day, we'll take it one day at a time, one step at a time, one prayer at a time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us the tawfiq and the ability. Allahumma izzal islam wal muslimin. Allahumma ansuril islam wal muslimin. Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina wa ja'alna sababan liman ihtada. Allahumma inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Allahumma ahsan aqibatana fil umuri kulliha. Wa ajinna min khizi dunya wa adab al-akhirah. Allahumma wafiqna lima tuhibu wa tarda. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala nabiyyil kareem. 
قال الله تعالى إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة